Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Cavalier Central, Daily Thunder, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads, as always. Today, I'm coming at you solo, but we are 2-1 on the week so far against some lower-level competition, and I will also be covering uh, where the standings are as of recording right now and what that means in terms of uh, the play-in tournament occurring next week. Uh, You may be wondering why I'm recording earlier than I normally would. Uh, Right now it's Saturday, May 15th, and we still have a battle against the Heat today and the Bulls tomorrow, so um, may not seem ideal for me to be recording a day early. However, um, as as I mentioned on last week's episode, um, last week, last Sunday as of recording was Dale Day, as I mentioned. My father uh, so conveniently shared uh, his birthday again with Mother's Day. So we're spacing out the celebration. And tomorrow I will be enjoying a Mother's Day brunch when I normally re- normally re- record. Uh, plus, it also works out that there's no real uh, Bucks action next week either. So that will give me plenty of time to recap the Bulls and uh, Heat game, more importantly, next week, as well as the results of the planned tournament. So looking forward to next week's episode as well, because um, then we'll really have a, an accurate preview for the playoffs. Um, however, this episode, I will also, uh, again, share where we're at now and how we want these next two days to play out. But before then, I'll get into the game action. Um, the first game since our last recording was against the Spurs, uh, which we truly got shown up, and really all of the Spurs shot lights out. They defeated us 146-125 um, as uh, 
Yeah, it was really it was really an all around effort there. Spurs ended up being led by Demar Derozan, uh, twenty three points, three rebounds, three assists, nine of seventeen shooting from the field, and uh, five of seven from the free throw line. Giannis had a respectable line of uh, twenty eight points, three rebounds, four assists, eleven of sixteen from the field, zero of two from three, six of seven uh, from the line. But it clearly would not be enough. For the Bucks, Bucks starters here were uh, Drew, Dante, Chris, Giannis, and Brooke. To the Spurs, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Demar Derozan, uh, Keldon Johnson, and Jakob Pertl. Giannis uh, started out with two fouls in just the first two minutes, um, but he did throw a beautiful lob to Brooke Lopez. Um, Right from the jump, the young Spurs were being aggressive on both ends, attacking the basket and, of course, uh, shooting unconscious from, uh, uh, notably from the three-point line, really. Uh, after the first quarter, the the Bucks or pardon me, or, uh, the Spurs already led 45-36. to 36. Um, Chris Middleton leading the way for the Bucks, 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, and Keldon Johnson with nine points and three rebounds. Um, it shows uh, ever since uh, from the beginning here with that early stat line, and that and that the Bucks really weren't um, the Bucks didn't necessarily have a poor um, shooting night themselves, but the Spurs really. Um, just blew the lid off there, and not totally random either. There were definitely some points that I'll probably point out as well, where um, where the Bucks could have had a tighter closeout, and uh, yeah, could have probably rotated a little better as well. But uh, to counter some of that uh, Spurs shooting, the Bucks opened up the second quarter in a zone, which the broadcast did mention that um, the Spurs were bothered. Uh, by the Heat doing the same, um, ironically, um, in a previous contest, probably with more success than the Bucks had. The broadcast also so kindly pointed out that there were plenty of holes in the Bucks zone, uh, allowing the Spurs to continue to drain threes and maintain that success. Um, I believe they pointed out a play where where the Bucks were. <laughs> uh, shooting themselves in the foot, uh, not executing the zone properly, and having uh, nearly four guys on uh, nearly on the baseline on a drive, obviously leaving leaving a, a Spurs three point shooter open. Um, as I mentioned, Bucks Bucks were were still shooting fine fine in this game. Um, they were hitting plenty of difficult shots, but they just weren't getting those same clean looks that. Uh, that we were offering the Spurs at halftime. Spurs already led 87 to 64. Chris Middleton with uh, with 17 points and Rudy Gay with 15. Uh, you'd expect there to be much more of a disparity here, but at halftime the um, the Bucks had 10 threes already, and the Spurs, despite what I've said, only somehow I'm saying only had 12 threes, but. They were shooting there at uh, at a 67% clip, and Bucks there. A little bit of mental math isn't there for me today, but still, um, 
seemingly shooting a reasonable clip. 10 of 16 from threes for the Bucks, 12 of 18 for the Spurs. Uh, the Bucks showed a little bit more fight and more of a sense of urgency to start the second half um, as they forced uh, a couple uh, early turnovers for the Spurs, but they still had a, a comfortable cushion there to fall back on and a large lead. Uh, Drew Holiday would uh, would have a finish in traffic, and uh, but then Dejounte Murray would would knock down a three. Not necessarily known as much of a three point shooter, but there was a, a poor uh, poor shot contest there that that served him well. However, uh, Giannis himself would follow that up with uh, eight straight points to continue to to try to claw back. Brooke Lopez as well, getting sent to the line twice as twice in a row, and uh, Devin Fassell, the uh, rookie, would be whistled for a travel, and we would get a rare uh, Chris Middleton poster, really really punching it home there um, with force. Uh, and uh, Spurs, <laughs> funny to see the Spurs uh, making a business decision there on Chris Middleton. Uh, Chris would also follow that up with an offensive rebound and a and a put-back hook shot. However, Patty Mills would respond with back-to-back threes off the bench, uh, providing providing a surge off off the benches as he has for 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 about a decade. Um, Drew would also sink a fadeaway uh, jumper at the third quarter buzzer, but that would be overturned in the in the Spurs after. Uh, after experiencing a slight bit more resistance from the Bucks, they would still have a 20-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Chris Middleton with 23 points, six rebounds, five uh, five assists, and Patty Mills would tally 20 points and two assists going into the fourth. Um, Dante would also show up here as as he does in little, little ways often, not always jumping out on the box score. By any means, but he would he would get a, a clean swat on Dejounte Murray, uh, shifty lanky guard driving at the basket, but no match for Dante on that possession. Um, but Rudy Gay would follow that up with a con- contested fadeaway, uh, a display of it not quite being the Bucks, the Bucks night. I say that as well, leading up to Bryn Forbes being fouled beyond the arc, and getting getting the right whistle there, but. Uh, not knocking down all of his free throws as we'd usually expect. Um, and in that same vein, uh, Giannis would be whistled for a charge um, for uh, for knocking over uh, Jakob Pertl, and Bud's challenge would be unsuccessful uh, before Lonnie Walker would sink a three around a screen. I believe Lonnie Walker had a huge night when we first played the Spurs earlier in the season. Um if I remember correctly, he he might have had a thirty point point outing in that one. He's really um, a lot of really interesting young Spurs on this team. They don't necessarily have the same blue chip prospects that uh, that a lot of these other uh, younger teams have. But Lonnie Walker is an example, and Keldon Johnson as well. Just uh, real fluid athletes who can who can knock down the three, um, and yeah. 
a memory really sticking in my head from this game was uh, was Lonnie Lonnie Walker with an acrobatic finish, uh, finishing with a bit of English. Uh, other than this three pointer that he knocked down. Uh, however, as we know, Giannis uh, always continues to fight no matter what the outlook uh, seems to be for the game moving forward, as he would have uh, another finish in traffic. Uh, but uh, also on brand for uh, for Giannis, uh, Keldon Johnson would draw a foul on him uh, once once Giannis and the Bucks would go back on the defensive end. Uh, we get uh, back-to-back buckets from Bobby Portis off the bench, including courting a short little flip shot and then an elbow jumper, and uh, and then later on in the fourth, uh, Bud would uh, would recognize the writing on the wall and throw in uh, throw in a bit of uh, Jordan Wara and Sam Merrill uh, action to close it out for the Bucks. Um, interestingly, even though it was a it was a decisive. Um, demonstrative defeat uh at the hands of the spurs the bucks won the uh fast break points battle 23 to 14 uh but where the spurs maybe made up for it was in the rebounding battle uh seldom do i check the uh, final game stats in this and see the bucks lose in the rebounding uh department but the spurs beat them uh 46 to th- to 34 in uh, rebounding throughout this contest, probably having to do with the Spurs uh, being unconscious from three and not offering many rebounds for the Bucks to have, but also their, um, you know, their uh, youthful exuberance and uh, and uh, energy and intensity really showing up against against this uh, more winning Bucks team this season, but. Doesn't matter if if, uh, if the Bucks don't don't show up and play play tighter uh, perimeter defense like uh, like has like uh, you know perimeter def- perimeter defense has been an issue at times for, for this Bucks team, especially when um, when we uh, for some reason decide to play down to an opponent like like this here. Um, should also mention. Uh, some other following circumstances here with the Spurs and uh, quite quite a slate they had after after defeating the Bucks. Uh, no no later than two days later they had to face the Nets uh, in James Harden's return. However, there would be no Kyrie in that game, um, and Kevin Durant would only go for uh, 14 points, but uh, that would go along with seven assists and seven rebounds. Uh, as he now has his friend James Harden back, as I mentioned, to help out with the scoring load as well as the deep bench, as always. Landry Shamit leading leading in scoring for the Nets in uh, in their win against the Spurs. So you may imagine where the standings uh, where the standings may lie today between the the Bucks and the Nets. Uh, looking into this week, I noticed that conveniently. Um, Going along with our uh, easier schedule, besides the Heat tonight, a lot of a lot of teams that we were counting on, hopefully experiencing some adversity this week, uh, had a had an easy slate themselves. Um, I say that with with all due respect to the Spurs, who, as I mentioned, took care of us in our first battle of the week, and uh, 
Yeah, did not lose did not lose to the Nets as bad as we lost to the Spurs in that first game. And uh I don't I don't think I don't think the betting odds would have had that uh circumstance playing out. And I'll get into I'll get into uh more of more more of the Eastern Conference standings later, but just because I already mentioned it and I don't want to keep all listeners out there holding their breath too long. Um, as of this morning, the uh, Bucks were still a game behind the Nets. Uh, Nets a game and a half back from the Sixers in first place, and the Bucks two and a half games back of the Sixers in third place. Um, and then later on this afternoon, as we have nearly every team playing in the associate, association to make up for some lost games due to the health, health and safety protocol, and what have you? Uh, the Nets did beat the Bulls this afternoon, 105 to 91. Um, so, in order to maintain that same gap, the Bucks will have to uh, take care of the Heat tonight. But um, I'll get into more of what today's results may mean for the playoffs and the play-in tournament. Before then, I'd like to share a word from our regular sponsors in Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in your respective sport. For example, if you're a little obsessive about uh, one league like I am in the NBA, but but a little casual in others like the NFL in my case, you may still be able to participate in in other aspects um, besides your main sport because they only ask you to choose five out of ten player prop options to build a lineup. Hopefully, even if you consider yourself a casual, uh, you should you should be able to complete that lineup uh, as well. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection's worth, the riskier it is, naturally. Rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive's awarded over $2.5 million in prizes since launching in 2018, including uh, having guaranteed $50,000 for one uh, late uh, late regular season NFL week this season and thousands more since the NBA's return. Take, to take advantage of this, you may use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you can uh, visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, getting into a little bit more of, of the game action. For this week, uh, I have a couple brighter spots to share with you as the Bucks uh, actually accomplished what we had expected of them in uh, defeating the Magic and then uh, coming up as well later on, they uh, beat the Pacers later on in the week. Um and yeah, on the second night of that back-to-back, the Bucks rebound against the Magic, one hundred four to one oh, or pardon me, one fourteen to one hundred two. 
Uh, Bucks had the usual suspects starting for them for the Magic. They had Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Dwayne Bacon, Mo Wagner, and Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, early on, the Bucks were allowing a few offensive rebounds and second chance buckets early. Uh, Making Bucks fans a little nervous, like myself, that we might have a repeat of the night before, especially given the back-to-back uh, action. But uh, Dante would really show show up in a major way. I had mentioned in the game before he uh, doesn't always doesn't always uh, jump off the screen uh, when you're watching the Bucks, but um, really really showing up when uh, when he knows in a game like this he can be he can be more. Uh, more aggressive shooting the basketball. If there, if there are any other Bucks looking a little lethargic or tired from, from uh, first game of the back-to-back, he had a, the first eight of the uh, Bucks uh, sixteen points, and after one, the Bucks led twenty-nine to twenty-two. Uh, Bryn Forbes, as he does, uh, would would uh, contribute as well with back-to-back threes early in the second, uh, and Pat Connaughton as well would would swish a deep three. And Brooke would do the same off of a kickout on a Chris Middleton drive. Uh, Mo Wagner and Wendell Carter would score around Giannis Antetokounmpo twice in a row, um, but Giannis would make up for it by finishing over both of of those two on the other end. At halftime, the Bucks led fifty nine to forty eight. Uh, Giannis with eleven points, five rebounds, four assists. And Mo Wagner had 11 points and uh, six rebounds at half. Now I'll take this moment to point out kind of a, a little bit of humor in this uh, less interesting contest here. Um, looking back to last year's playoffs, and and no, I'm not actually going to point to uh, that Heat game. And pardon me, this wasn't the playoffs. However, it was in the bubble. Um, Listeners may remember that the Bucks struggled a bit um, leading up to the playoffs in, in the bubble in those 10 games or so that I believe they played to finish the regular season in the bubble. And um, I believe they ended up... Whew, I mean, the odds are they lost at least one of these two games um, where we played the uh, Wizards and the depleted Brooklyn Nets in last year's bubble. Uh, and this Magic roster has two two guys on there who Giannis uh, who Giannis really got chippy and physical with, including a headbutt on Mo, Mo Wagner himself getting kicked out kicked out of the game for that. And then uh, Dante Hall, I believe as well, was playing for the Brooklyn Nets in the bubble last season uh, when they had a lot of replacements. Um, and and I think he and Giannis. Uh, those two got chippy. So, um, <laughs> luckily, Giannis lives to to tell the tale of, of this win. But just kind of a a, a reminder of a, of a little subplot for the listeners out there who are looking for a bit more intrigue in this battle. Uh, but but also shout out Dante Hall too, because um, you know it's it seems like he's he's already played played for a number of teams, even though. Um, even though he hasn't really had a chance to make make a real stamp on the league, but um, but yeah, always always good to hear of of uh, young guys getting an opportunity, and uh, it, it appears he's he's getting that again with this uh, with this younger 
uh, new age Orlando Magic team. So good for him, despite uh, the drama with him and Giannis in the past. Uh, Early in the third quarter, Dante would hit his third three of the night. And um, he would also uh, pull up for a mid-ranger in traffic there. Another rare sight from Dante. Um, And then uh, Wendell Carter would would miss a jumper. Uh, Even though it was encouraging to see him uh, taking more jump shots. Uh, now, now that he's on the Magic versus on the Bulls, I know there's a storyline. Um, this is back when Jim Boylan was, I believe, was still the coach of the Bulls, especially. But maybe even following, um, Wendell Carter wasn't really as empowered uh, as an offensive player, um, despite coming out of Duke with with the idea that that he that he could develop a. A respectable jump shot. Um, luckily for the Bucks, that may be still a work in progress as he misses one there, and uh, Drew lobs one up to to Giannis uh, before Dwayne Bacon uh, misses a jumper himself. Uh, on that note, I also thought that Drew Holiday looked a little sluggish throughout most of this most of this game. Um, in noting the final stat line earlier, some of you may recognize that that it wasn't it wasn't by any means a blowout and um the final score was definitely closer here than in that Spurs defeat um so yeah luckily uh Drew did have an opportunity to step up later and he and he did so but but maybe it wouldn't have been uh quite as close throughout if 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 Drew would have uh, brought a bit more energy in this one who knows if he was a little banged up from from the back to back, or if the season's just wearing on him, or if it just wasn't his night. Um, be that as it may, we would also uh, get some help from Bobby Portis as usual with a uh, putback lay-in after uh, having to hit the deck on the last offensive possession to uh, maintain uh, to maintain possession of the ball. Jeff Teague as as well would drive past our friend Dante Hall uh, for a finish. Uh, Jeff Teague still uh, still providing contributions and being a pleasant surprise for the Bucks. Um, a, a three would finally go go down for the Orlando Magic here as Sandarius Thornwell would knock one down from the corner. Uh, ironically, I, I think I think he might have gotten to. Um, I, th- I think he, he might have had, had some words for Bobby Portis when, when the two of them were, were on the ground uh, fight, fighting for possession of the ball. But uh, that was over and done with at this point. And unfortunately, Bryn Forbes would uh, would have a rare air ball three, something that that is uh, very out of character for Bryn there. But going into the fourth, the Bucks still uh, had a held a held a a lead uh, a medium sized lead i suppose i'll say nothing it was 70, 79 to 71 um maybe a little too close for comfort there but uh bucks still uh bucks still seemingly in control of this battle Giannis with 15 points 12 rebounds five assists going into the fourth and mo wagner with uh 15 points and 11 rebounds uh 
Fortunately, uh, early in the fourth quarter, Giannis would be whistled for his fourth foul for sliding under uh, Chaston Randall's corner three. Uh, however, there was no flagrant foul whistle, and I don't even believe the ref stopped to look at it either, which, uh, from my understanding, from all the games I've seen when this occurs, uh, usually usually uh, sneaking under sneaking under a defender's uh, foot, or pardon me, sneaking under a shooter's uh, foot as a defender uh, is usually a shoe-in for, for a flagrant one, but uh, not in this case for Giannis. Maybe, maybe finally a little bit of superstar uh, treatment for the Greek freak. Uh, he'd also score twice in a row uh, over his over a familiar foe in Dante Hall, and uh, Bobby Portis would fight for an offensive rebound after after a missed Giannis free throw. Um, Portis again showing some spunk as as he provided earlier after hitting the deck and really just trying to be physical with with those young guys uh, on the other side in the Magic. Um, however, on the other end. Uh, Ignis Brasdakis, uh, uh, the uh, Lithuanian, just like myself, would would actually uh, sink his uh, two free throw opportunities as opposed to Giannis' uh, previous time down the line. Um, and then right here is, is where is where Drew Holiday would would step up, um, as we had long awaited for, as he would get fouled on a mid ranger by Chas and Randall, sinking both of those. Um, and then he would, he drew would also, uh, knock down a step back three, um, looking, looking a lot more engaged. I noticed than he had, uh, earlier in the contest and he sunk that three, uh, right after Gary Harris missed us, missed his, uh, step back, uh, jumper attempt. Uh, it was, it was, um, it was nice of the broadcast to point out too. I must I must say, uh, Drew's patented step back three that many have probably noticed, apparently including this magic broadcast, uh, that that uh, Drew really has has an affinity for that step back three where he, where at the same time as he as he crosses the ball over from from uh, right to left, he he executes the step back simultaneously to the cross where the de- where the defender is expecting expecting him to, to uh, drive to the cup after the crossover uh, per usual. And, and that's what really creates the, uh, the separation that Drew's looking for to sink those uh, step back threes. So nice little detail there from the broadcast. Thought I'd share it with you um, just as uh, Cole Anthony would follow Drew's step back three with a misstep back himself. Um, to close out the game, Giannis would uh, sink a hook shot over over Wendell Carter, um, Cole Anthony would would uh, knock down a deep three to keep fighting. However, uh, Dante again showing up big would uh, embarrassingly strip Cole Anthony and then finish past R.J. Hampton uh, late in the fourth. Uh, as the Bucks hold on to win one fourteen to one hundred two. All right, now the uh, last bit of game action that I have for everyone today was the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks uh, take home the victory over the shorthanded Pacers and Giannis uh, 
putting up a 40 ball in a 142-133 victory. Yes, another high-scoring affair uh, late in the season. It was the same same Bucks starters in this game, whereas the Pacers had uh, T.J. McConnell, Justin Holiday, Drew's brother, of course, uh, O'Shea Brissett, uh, who... Uh, O'Shea, I think... <laughs> I hope I'm saying his name correctly, um, but... Uh, last name Brissett, we'll continue to call him O'Shea. In this, was a uh, yeah, it looks to be a, a very productive, um, beefy, good-sized three uh, and D wing for the Pacers. So good to see a guy like him, similar to my uh, praise to Dante Hall earlier. Uh, good to see a guy like him getting opportunity and capitalizing on it. Here, getting a start from the Pacers, despite uh, you know, given that they had seven inactive players in total here. Uh, and then in the front court for the Pacers, they had Doug McDermott, Doug McDermott and another fellow Lithuanian in Dematis Sabonis uh, at the five spot. Uh, start at the contest, start out the contest, pardon me. The Bucks were allowing uh, a number of threes and turning the ball over again, uh, giving me... Um, reason uh for concern early on uh that we that we may be playing it down to an opponent that we should be mopping the floor with um but the bucks uh did recognize that they could really get into the paint against this team given that they don't have one of the league's leading shot blockers and miles turner uh out there he he's been he's been sitting on on the bench for a while uh with an injury um I know because he's on my fantasy team and he's been in he was in my uh my injury reserve for a while until I decided to finally uh finally cut him cut him loose given that uh the news is that he's unlikely to return before the play in tournament if at all for the Indiana Pacers. Drew looked a lot more well rested in this one himself um Striking early, using his strength to get to the paint and score over larger defenders. As I had mentioned, uh, that opportunity was there all night, uh, given the uh, absence of Miles Turner. It was a close and, yes, high-scoring affair already uh, after one quarter. Uh, Bucks led 39-38. to 38. Uh, Giannis with 9 points and 2 rebounds, and Justin Holiday with 18 points in the first quarter alone with with six threes um some of those uh some of the uh some of the litany of threes that that the bucks allowed that i pointed to earlier to start the second uh bobby portis would splash a couple threes in uh to make up for um all those allowed by the bucks on the other end uh wow yeah just just another just another example here of the of the bucks really needing to to sure up their uh, perimeter defense, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast against the Spurs, and maybe a little extra concerning that the playoffs are around the corner. But uh, T.J. McConnell would uh, would finally uh, make make a bucket after missing uh, missing a couple himself, and also getting uh, securing a steal from the Bucks. Uh, T.J. McConnell. Um, Maybe an unlikely uh, top uh, steals getter in the in the association, 
T.G. McConnell is, but maybe that isn't so surprising as he's always been known as a high-energy, uh, scrappy kind of guy. Um, and then the Bucks. I noticed, even though we were getting um, some good looks, to be sure, it seemed that a, that a number of the Bucks were were missing threes, and not only missing them, but missing most of them, uh, missing most of them short, which was quite odd. Had me thinking up a, uh, plenty of wild scenarios that that uh, that maybe we'd we'd have a, a game break to realign the rim at some point, as I feel like we've seen a couple times this season. Um, I also I also uh, comically thought of the idea of the Bucks making. Uh, making their players uh, get a heavy get a heavy lift in before this contest, so they have a have a bit of uh, heavier arms in this one. But um, that's all unlikely, and probably uh, probably can be chalked up more so to a peculiar coincidence. And uh, you know, at that point in the second midway through the second quarter, uh, the Bucks were still shooting over 40% from three. It was just that the Pacers, led by Justin Holiday, of course, were shooting over 55% from from three uh, early in the game. Drew um, again being being aggressive and bouncing back from a somewhat disappointing uh, Magic game, like I mentioned, um, getting getting under the basket getting under the basket um by uh spinning like a whir- whirling dervish to get under the cup um and then tj mcconnell uh the the aforementioned getting uh shaken up a bit by uh by drew's aggression at halftime the bucks still held a narrow lead um uh, in a in a high scoring battle 69 to 66 uh bucks at half Giannis with 17.6 rebounds and three assists, and Justin uh, Holiday with still with 18 points uh, after having 18 the first zero points in the second quarter. Then the Bucks would start to break away from the opposition a little bit in the third quarter, um, starting off on a 10-0 run, capped off by a uh, Chris Middleton runner. Uh, I must give a little bit of praise to the Bucks, as I feel like I've been a, a bit, a bit more down on them despite the two and one week. Um, I feel, I feel like uh, I've mentioned a number of times on this show uh, the Bucks coming out of of the uh, of the halftime break hot, just like here on a ten zero run. So Bud must be doing uh, something right there, actually, and being able to motivate his players. I know I saw a graphic as well where him. Where yeah, he is in Mike Boonholzer. Ironically, was uh, tied with Eric Spolstra at the top of this list, and this this was a list uh, regarding the uh, it was the most points per possession out of uh, uh, after a timeout. So a uh, little bit of praise due there as well to to the Bucks and Bud for. Um, being creative and being being able to execute when when they have a chance to talk things over, and then um, Brooke Lopez as well being being aggressive and uh, looking for his shot uh, often under the basket. Um, uh, twice in a row, he he would he would uh, sink a couple in the paint, and and I, I know this because he also got whistled for a couple uh, 
couple of goaltends in short order uh, as well to go along with those two buckets. So, so uh, kind of balances out there. Um, and unfortunately, Goga Batadze and Kilan Martin would drain a couple three pointers. Um, but then Giannis would follow that up by finishing two huge dunks to close the third quarter. Uh, I believe this was probably the point in the game where um, where Giannis was just was just flexing uh, hard, flexing as hard as can be. Uh, in that um, when he when he posted a photo of this, I, th- I think he cap- captioned it that that he almost pooped his pants because he was flexing so hard. And uh, although although we we don't want him to pull pull a Paul Pierce on us here. Uh, uh, I def I definitely don't don't want to get in the way of, of any of these uh, Giannis uh, slams mean mugs or uh, mean mugs as I clank my coffee mug there. Um, yeah, I don't want to get in the way of any of Giannis's uh, mean mugs flexes or uh, or poster dunks. So hopefully we see more of that. And after the third quarter, the Bucks led 109 to 96 for a more comfortable uh, cushion there. Giannis with 28 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. And uh, Justin Holiday with uh, 20 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists going into the fourth quarter. Uh, McConnell would uh, would uh, sink a couple floaters off the glass uh, twice in quick su- succession to start off the fourth. But then, um, but then Bryn Forbes would do the same. To uh, pr- provide the punch that he does off the bench, Kalon Martin would sink another uh, another quick lane for the Pacers, but Bobby Portis would knock down a mid-range jumper after uh, Giannis saves the possession with an offensive rebound, and they'd also force uh, force a uh, T.J. McConnell uh, turnover on the other end. Giannis would th- would then continue to be. Um, Pouring in enormous slams with a with a spin with a spin in the lane and an and one. This, this truly, this truly might have been the uh, the the huge pi- picturesque uh, uh, slam and flex that I was alluding to before. Um, be that as it may, uh, uh, Justin Holiday would would drain his seventh three of the evening, um, and then Giannis would get sent to the line, but he'd only make one of his two. Uh, attempts uh, in contrast uh, later in the fourth the Bucks would commit a couple fouls and turnovers that led to uh, a bud timeout however they still had had that comfortable lead given how late it was uh, in the battle but given that we had already um, you know I of course I have to keep pointing back to it but Given that we we did uh, lay that dud early in the week against against the Spurs, we definitely uh, wanted to secure a victory and not uh, not get too cute late late in this battle. Brooke would again get into the paint, driving for two, um, and uh, McConnell and Drew would would finish a couple baskets in the paint before a. Um, uh, a Brissette three, and then Giannis would finish. Would uh, finish the lob, not quite with a slam, unfortunately, in this, but with with a little with a little bit of uh, touch around the basket, um, 
So yeah, at this, and then the Bucks would end up winning uh, 142 to 133. Once it was all said and done, Giannis had uh, 40 points, 15 rebounds, and six assists. Huge night for Giannis Antetokounmpo. But um, yeah, fortunately, this is something that we're quite used to at this point. So, um, so I, I can't say I really uh, batted my eyes too much at that final stat line. Um, but yeah, these are the these are these are the performances that, that we want to see from Giannis, our MVP, and hopefully he can carry that on uh, as we finish out this regular season and uh, have a little break as the play-in tournament sorts itself out, and then we get into uh, the real important battles of the year and and what this is all uh, building up to. And also one final highlight from this game that uh, you may have noticed from my recap here and that uh, uh, Brooke continues to diversify his skill set. As we had mentioned, Giannis was doing the same in that big uh, Brooklyn Nets battle a couple weeks back, but Brooke Lopez here was was really, uh, was really eating as much as he could in the paint, which is nice to see. Um, so, so then he can... Uh, he can uh, keep defenders honest. You know he's he's still gonna he's still gonna pour in a bunch of threes, uh, too. But um, yeah, really, almost an underrated three-level score. Brook Lopez is is at this point uh, late in the season here. Obviously, with the capability to knock down threes from from plenty of distance, um, as he's respected from there. Um, but also. Uh, he has those patented um, slow motion drives that it's still really entertaining to hear hear the opposing broadcasts uh, react to as it's as it just seems totally unnatural for for a guy his size uh, seven seven feet tall and and over 250 pounds barreling toward towards the basket off the dribble but but he's been able to do so and and you'd maybe expect more turnovers from a guy like him charging towards the basket but um, but yeah he's got quite quite the polished offensive skill set to go along with his rim protection and uh and of course he'll he'll also toss in a a, a dirk fade or a little sambor shuffle to at the end of a shot clock if, if we have to throw it to him so shout out to brooke lopez here of course um a weekly occurrence here but but uh but yeah that's just that's just what you can expect from this from this uh of course it Official or unofficial? No, we'll say an official uh, Brooke Stan uh, show here at Nuck If You Buck. All right. Um, pardon me, but now for what listeners may be most interested in, and that is where the standings are as of right now. Uh, I had I had already mentioned that we were. Uh, we were still just a game back on the Brooklyn Nets as of this morning, uh, but they uh, won against the Chicago Bulls to be expected, and um, and we'll be able to stay only a game back from the Nets, and then leave it up to tomorrow as both the Bucks and Nets play Sunday as well, and the Bucks hold the tiebreaker. So. Um, the the teams that we will really uh, want to be rooting for besides our own Milwaukee Bucks um, 
will really be uh, pulling for the Cleveland Cavaliers to to have the huge upset on the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. Because if so, and if we also uh, defeat the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls tomorrow, then we will have taken uh, taken over the second second place spot in the conference to uh, cap off the season because of that tiebreaker. Um, despite that scenario that I laid out there, meaning that we're we'd have the same record as the Nets, but um, I think anyone would be a fool to not put their money on the Nets in that uh, battle because the Nets would obviously also be aware of of the standings and how close they are with the Bucks and the tie-breaking situation and uh, and yeah, I would I would think they definitely would want to secure that home court home court advantage in uh in the in the second round so as of today the bucks would be facing the new york knicks in the first round new york knicks obviously jumping from the 12th seed last year to the 6th seed this year behind tom thibodeau and of course uh julius randall's emergence as uh as an all-star uh, front runner for most improved player and uh, there's a very high ch- very high chance that he uh, becomes an all NBA player as well for the first time uh, good for Julius there um, but really what we're looking for here is to dodge the Miami Heat of course in the first round because I know uh, analysts have been chuckling for weeks over the possibility of, of us having to face the Heat uh, Given how much they embarrassed us in last year's playoffs, it would obviously be um, be a horrible situation for the Bucks. There's no way around it for us to face the Heat in the playoffs. The Heat haven't had had as much uh, success this year, but um, but a lot of that has to do with injuries and health and safety protocols. Obviously, um, a more peculiar season for everybody. Than ever before, so uh, I think Bucks fans do have to, out of respect, out of respect, give the Heat uh, a little bit of slack, given that um, after all, they were only a fifth seed last season, as well, and still in the fifth seed as of today. But uh, that fifth seed last year made it all the way to the finals after defeating uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, luckily, the Heat have the tiebreaker on the Knicks, so. Um, so that is why, um, I'm, um, I'm mentioning that it might actually behoove the Bucks to sort of tank, uh, to sort of tank this, this night's, uh, matchup with the Heat. Now, I don't, I by no means think that the Heat, or rather the Bucks would, would tank tonight's game against the Heat, um, but... But that would certainly secure. That would that would definitely make it um, extremely unlikely that the Heat would fall to the sixth seed, uh, and then uh, and then that would result in us playing them in the first round. Because let's see, because um, yeah, the Knicks uh, beat. The Hornets in overtime behind uh, 
behind Julius Randle's 33-point triple-double. So if the if the Heat now were to lose to us tonight, the the Knicks would actually take over their spot for the fifth seed, and then the Heat would be would be slated um, in that sixth spot going into the last game of the season tomorrow um, in a matchup um, with us in the first round. So definitely a scary thought for for Bucks fans there. And um, yeah, if, if if we're being if we're being honest here, a loss tonight for the Bucks would not be the end of the world by any means. Um, but in a, but ideally, given that we don't want to tank games at all, um, just out of respect for for the game and the basketball gods, if we beat the Heat tonight and the Celtics beat the Knicks tomorrow, then um, yeah, as long as the Celtics beat the Knicks tomorrow, which the Knicks would definitely be favored in that anyway. But hopefully, our Beantown boys can come through and. And uh, and win one over the Knicks, and then the Knicks would would then stick in that sixth seed as well uh, there, uh, and then they would be our matchup instead of the Heat. Because, um, yeah, I don't think I really have to explain uh, this at all to Bucks fans, but clearly, um, the Heat are are at the top of the pecking order uh, in terms of teams. That could be in the sixth seed um, that we do not want to face. The other two possibilities, of course, the Knicks as of now, but also the Hawks are a half game above the Heat in the fourth spot right now. But yeah, only a half game. So there's if the um, yeah say the Heat and the Knicks um, both lose uh, at least tomorrow, and then the Hawks, or what am I saying? If the Hawks lose, um, if the Hawks lose tomorrow, and then the Heat and the Knicks win tomorrow, then there's even a pretty good chance that we would play the Hawks in the first round too. But I would say the the Knicks and the Hawks. I'd say the consensus may be that that. Um, that the Hawks might be the least scary of those three teams, but really I'm not quite afraid of the Knicks either. I think a lot of a lot of the hype around the Knicks and going into the playoffs this year just has to do with with uh, them being New York and being you know playing in the mecca of basketball. So so they get they get kind of favored a lot more in successful seasons like this. So. Um, that's why I think I think some people might have more confidence in the Knicks um, against us versus the Hawks, but um, I doubt Bucks fans have have forgotten that that devastating loss um, against against the Hawks uh, recently when when Lou Will and other, none other than Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, lit us up from the behind the three point arc in the fourth quarter, but. Regardless of, of the debate between facing the Knicks or the Hawks uh, in the first round, we certainly do not want to see the Miami Heat at well. Uh, yeah, at all. Um, yeah, because if, if our path to get to the finals is going to be um, 
defeating the Heat, then the Nets, then the Sixers. I don't think uh, Bucks fans can truly say that they like their odds in, in making it to the finals and ultimately winning it. Um, we'll certainly believe that it's possible. You know, I, I, I definitely believe that, that we're true uh, title contenders. Um, now, I think the consensus would, would be that we're definitely not favorites, not even not even in this conference. Uh, given that path, but also clearly not just because of the standings, but if you look at the standings, um, it shows that above us uh, are the are the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think a lot of Bucks fans are particularly concerned about the Sixers. Um, obviously, we would be if we were playing them in a first round or something, but we've played them uh, about as well as as possible these these past uh, these past couple years, with the with the exception of that crazy uh, Christmas game uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, um, Ben Simmons really hasn't really hasn't matched up well against us, uh, especially compared to how much of a monster he is on defense against most teams. And no matter what, we're not going to be able to stop Joel Embiid, but they also at the same time aren't going to be able to stop stop Giannis. So that's pretty much a wash. All right. So yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. Um, I did all of that uh, kind of standings uh, evaluation and certain uh, playing game scenario and seating predictions. I did that all just this afternoon leading up to this episode. So hopefully that all uh, came out as coherent as I had intended. But, you know, all of this could be flipped on its head in and 24 to 48 hours uh, time. But it'll be interesting to see, and you'll definitely be hearing my analysis of those uh, weekend results on next week next week's episode, including the rest of the play-in tournament. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of there's been a lot of backlash from uh, players, owners, other team officials, what have you, at the play-in tournament, and um, and I certainly understand it. It must I can only imagine how frustrating it would be to play even 72 flipping games in the most condensed season ever and then fighting to to even be in the playoffs or I guess in the teams that are mostly complaining fighting through plenty of adversity including injuries and health and safety protocols uh, just to have to play in and maybe just a one game elimination to stick in the playoffs when you otherwise would have would have been a shoe in for the first round but um but yeah obviously me coming coming at this as a fan I'm really excited to see it and in a way it, it'll be it'll be a relief next next week to just uh, be able to relax a bit uh, as I watch some some NBA action and uh, not have to critique the bucks as much as as uh, obviously necessary for this show, and uh, and yeah, really the Bucks being in, well, more than likely the Bucks are going to end up in the third seed anyway because uh, because 
I don't see the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, uh, putting up 140 points on the next Nets tomorrow, but uh, unless Colin Sexton has a career night tomorrow, like he already has at some point this season, um, then then the play-in results will really mean uh, pretty much zilch for the Bucks. So yeah, it'll just be fun to watch some uh, high-stakes basketball not having anything to do with the Bucks. So I'll be able to to breathe a bit. Um, have a couple drinks for those games. Um, and yeah, at that, um, I'll just obviously remind you all that you can connect with me on social at NBA. U is just the letter U. The rest is as it sounds on Twitter, uh, on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.